everybody welcome to the podcast today i'm joined by it's your boy Bo, it's your boy joey and of course it's your boy brady and we're here today talking about some lovely movies that we watched uh but before we do that and so that Bo doesn't yell at me uh how, how, how'd you guys do in this week how'd it go i'll still yell at you what do you mean what has nothing to do with me yelling at <laughs> that was the whip of this podcast. He, that's his job is to just yell at us and keep us in line. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, you go first. You always go first. I'm doing just fantastic. I actually got a decent amount of sleep last night for a Friday night, which is rare for this podcast. I told Bo before we uh, started, Brady, I, I've been up for like an hour and a half. It's, it was an early morning for me. I just woke up and body did not want to go back to sleep. For context, an hour and a half, like, we started at 7 on the dot at 7.13. Like, around, near or around the dot of 7 o'clock. So, 5.30, that's like weekday behavior. Why are you, why? I don't even wake up prior to 7 o'clock on weekdays. So, this is very early, especially You were just so excited to come talk with us. You couldn't even... Your body woke up just to come see us. True. I was itching last night. I couldn't sleep. I was just so excited. Now, that's the bed bugs. I've been meaning to talk <laughs> to you about that. We need to fumigate your house. That with these little marks all over my body are interesting. <laughs> They're not that's excitement a, marks. That's a different thought kind I, of mark. <laughs> thought I was developing freckles in my old age. <laughs> that's the thing. People are getting freckles. Like by choice, like tattoo freckles. So and I know, uh, I, I knew there was a trend for a little while to make fake freckles with makeup, but uh, apparently Joey's making it with bed bugs. So, but Bo, how about you? He's so creative. Would have never <laughs> thought about that. Um, I am super. I'm slowly waking up. I woke up very, very tired this morning. Um, I did not get up an hour and a half early. I wish I had an hour and a half more. Because I'm sleepy. Very, very sleepy. Um, what did you ask? Just how I'm doing? Or what I'm doing? Yeah, or... you know, how, how was your week? How's everything going? How are you doing? Oh, the I don't usual. remember you asking any of those. But uh, week, was, week was okay. First week back at work. So it felt kind of normal. Um, but way more tired all the time. So uh, we're back in the routine. Nothing to complain about. Um, missed you guys. Because we haven't recorded in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I miss you. We we talk like almost every single day, but um, I miss this. Yeah, I I will take half the blame for for not recording since two weeks ago because I did oversleep last week. However, I'm I'm only accepting half the blame. I'll take the other half um, for no reason except to move the move the podcast along to the next <laughs> thing. So we uh we did watch a movie this week, gentlemen. I don't know if we want to jump into that because I feel like this one could have some talking points. So, um, unless you want to tell us how you did this week or what you did this week or how you're doing, Brady. No, I don't do that. I I just leave. You know, Bo's the the whip and I'm the I'm the the leash. So, no, I was a I was a <laughs> I was a <laughs> wait. Hold on. We now have to assign what Joey is because it sounds like we are BDSM equipment. <laughs> Well, jo- Joey's the the glue, which might be the wax. So yeah, the, no. wax. <laughs> the wax. Joey's the glue that holds everything together. Um, Brady I, just I, said, "I'm hot, hot, and all, all over people's bodies, apparently, and fre- like freckles." So, uh, <laughs> so to to keep this a PG thirteen podcast, I, re- I regret asking. <laughs> I feel like we need to walk that back. Cut that, uh, cut that, cut that, cut that. I uh, I've been good. I've been I I I've been sick more this year than I ever have, and uh, you know little, little little sick things pop up here and there. So I was sick a little bit last week. Other than that, you know, working, crying, coming home, in that order. So yeah, we're good. Crying on the way home. Some <laughs> some loud T Swift jams. Hot exactly. traffic. What's your commute like? Forty five minutes. Ew, how did I not know that? Yeah. When for those of you who, who don't know Raleigh, uh 
It is one of the most congested areas, but downtown Raleigh isn't that congested because everything is built around Raleigh. So they call it the Triangle because there's Raleigh, uh, Durham, and Chapel Hill, and everybody builds around that area. So I moved outside of that area, just south, uh, but I work in the Triangle, so it's a nice 45-minute commute. And apparently that's not abnormal around here. So, As someone that's visited Raleigh a few times, I can completely understand why people would want to be maybe close to it, but not really in it, because Raleigh's... At least kind of sucks, Brady. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I, I love Raleigh. Dick I, burn. I love Raleigh, so it's it's uh it's all good. Um, I, I I I compared Dispo, the town that I work in. So not Raleigh, not you know north northern in the triangle, but the town that I work in has more population than the entire county of Licking County, where we used, where we all grew up. Hmm. Hmm. That's how that's how populated it is, and that's why I drive so like minutes park. So like a hundred, hundred people. I'm gonna say Lincoln <laughs> County. <I> just... <laughs> like you're you're avoiding all of the actual populated towns around Licking County, like you know, but if you take in Reynoldsburg, <laughs> if you take Licking County, the entire county, it's, it's one little town that's like you know the size of like True. a Pickerington. That's pretty big. Pretty big. Ew, this has that been was me. Geography over donuts. <laughs> um, Wait. I don't know. I couldn't think of something on the fly that started with a G. With I a have G, failed. Um, let's just move on. No, let's get this together. <laughs> oh, I was going to go geography over granola for sure. Yes. Brady. Perfect. I'm glad. Favorite. You know what else I'm glad for? The X Men movie. Because that is what we watched. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about it. We're about to get into it and find out, but we did uh, We did watch the X-Men movie, so for those of you listening at home, if you haven't and you're just listening ahead of time and you want to be in on the conversation with us, this is where you pause, you go watch X-Men, and you come back and you unpause us and you talk to us with us about X-Men. Nobody does that. Nobody starts a podcast and then five minutes in, they're like, oh, I forgot to do the homework, and then they <laughs> revisit that podcast. No you way. Never know. You never know. The worst thing to do is spoil them. The worst thing to do is spoil them. Well, I, I think we've got spoiled. all the spoiling rights for this particular, <laughs> uh, what, 2000s movie? 2000, exactly, yes. It has been 23 years since this movie came out. I think we are past the spoiler barrier <laughs> at this point. What? Before we continue, do, do we have what the spoiler barrier is? How, how long does a movie have to be out? What's so, the date here? A year. No, no. A year? I mm. have a rolling scale for this. And so my my opinions, social media, assalamualaikum, do whatever you want. I don't care. It is your fault if you let a movie get spoiled for you by social media. I feel like um, you're talking directly to me. I'm talking because <laughs> I follow every spoiled page. If you are upset about reading something about a movie on social media the week it came out, maybe just avoid reading in depth everything on social media before you go see a popular movie. But in terms of like just general conversation, I would say, I don't know, like six months to a year. It just, but also. If at any point someone politely asks you, oh, I haven't seen that and I'm planning to watch it, maybe just don't spoil it to them. Mm, no fun in that. Uh, but I do I do agree with the timeline. Because, uh, yeah, like, people have busy lives. And, like, you're like, oh, that came out a couple months ago. Don't be a dickhead. Uh, but if, if you can say the sentence, dude, that came out last year, as soon as you hit that year mark, let it blabble. We got to talk about this, whether you've seen it or not. Well, here's so here's mine because I have a I have a big opinion on this. I am I have avoided movie theaters since COVID, not really purposefully, but because it was purposefully at the beginning, and then after I was like, they've come out with so many ways to watch movies, it's just not worth it to go spend an upcharge and watch them in the movie theater, unless you're really wanting that uh, experience. So if it's not out on a streaming platform, don't spoil it for me. But that's, that's everything now. 
Exactly. That's why it does get there. But like, you know, you're talking about Marvel movies, you know, they they usually take about a year to get to that streaming platform, at least half a year. No. So, speaking of which, Bo, I, I swear you said like two weeks ago, the Marvels was dropping on Disney Plus on the 16th of January. So, Where's the Marvels, Bo? Where um, is it? I think it's February 16th or no, it's the 7th. I think it's February 7th that it's coming out now. Um, don't quote me on it because apparently I'm wrong with these things. It did come out on digital, but it's like you have to. It, it went to Prime and not Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus didn't even release it so that you could buy it on their platform first. Prime got it. So how weird is that? Is Disney doing that anymore? I haven't seen a movie available to like buy or rent on there. Probably not, which is why it isn't coming out till three weeks after that date that I said it would, but that's stupid. I feel like they're losing more potential income. Well, I'm sure they're probably still getting income from people buying it on Prime, right? I think they got really, really bad reviews and really, really bad things like taste in people's mouths when they released a movie on a thing that you pay for to pay more for. Well, to be fair, it was while that movie was in theaters. So it Mm -hmm. was to save you a trip to the theaters during COVID because mm-hmm. I did do that for Black Widow. I I paid thirty five bucks so that like me and then my brother and my like parents I I could all watch too. it. Yeah, we just kind of split it up between like five people that were going to watch it, and it was cheaper than going to the movies. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. And and I did, I wasn't one of the ones that had that same feeling, but I I heard during that 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 was that was one of the reasons why they did it is because they they aren't they don't do it any longer because people but now think about this like right now you can't get it for free anywhere you have to pay for it anyway um Mm -hmm. but if you want to go and buy it digitally you have to have a prime membership to go do that now instead of people that are saying oh i'm paying for this disney plus membership why wouldn't i have first rights to watch that movie yeah you think that the the difference that you're missing is disney cares about their image Amazon just wants to make the most money possible. So <laughs> I do actually, it's all coming back to me now, Brady. I think you are right. There was a big thing, a big hullabaloo about it, but I think it was the actors. Um, oh. If I remember right, Scarlett Johansson was quite upset about the streaming thing because it was like a new thing and it wasn't in their contracts where like she got revenue based on box office. As opposed but to streaming. streaming wasn't oh. included in the box mm. office. Didn't she go to court for that? I think so. I remember if, that being a thing. Yeah. A hullabaloo, anyway, if you will. A hullabaloo. Um, what were we talking about? Two thousand X Men. I think we're talking about the X Men. <laughs> Directed no, by Brian Singer. <laughs> what a transition. Starring Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, Halle Berry. James Marsden. Oh, somebody's got notes up. Ray Park, Anna Paquin, just star power in this movie. It was nice to be able to watch this on Disney Plus, that's for sure. And it was just added like a couple weeks ago. X2, so, not on there, I believe. We Still. got some time. Stupid not a streaming lot of time. rights. Really? That's weird. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Quick notes on the background of this movie that I was researching while uh, pooping the other day. Um, (laughs) I was just kind of looking into the background of Disney selling the rights to the X-Men. And I I do believe that was kind of, or not Disney, Marvel selling the rights to the X-Men back in the 90s. I think that was kind of responsible for Marvel sticking around because I I believe Marvel was kind of struggling in the early late 80s early 90s and then they sold a bunch of these character rights like x-men spider-man that's why they didn't have these movie rights for the longest of times but this had a huge history of background like writers directors being brought in uh, this movie was starting to be planned in like the late 80s and early 90s that came out in 2000 uh, and the most interesting note i found hugh jackman was just like kind of last minute <laughs> thrown in there to play Wolverine. Which I do want to say, seeing young Hugh Jackman, because uh, all the stuff that I watched, you know, recently, Logan and all of all of the older uh, stuff. It was weird seeing young Hugh Jackman. I think I just know him for being the old grizzled guy. Oh, yeah. 
And this movie, probably of any Marvel movie, might be my most watched. I think I've seen this the most times of any Marvel movie. This movie is just has big nostalgia factor for me going back and and I, I just like big, big memories of this movie. Just not, nothing in particular, but I just have a lot of memories watching this. Which is crazy because this is one of my least watched quote unquote Marvel movies because uh I didn't get into the Marvel movie gang until the MCU, really. So Watched it, obviously, when it came out, because my dad was a nerd, just like I was, was and am. So, you know, I, I've seen it, but definitely, definitely good, good feels to go back and see it again and see all these characters be developed. Going back and watching this movie, um, I realized that all of the X-Men movies completely blur together in my memory. And I could not remember the, the plot for a singular movie. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I uh, expect there to be more to this. But this was very... I, I enjoyed this. This was cool. I can't remember if this is based on a comic or not, though. I mean, obviously, the team is not. And a part of that frustration... I don't know if they just had rights to certain people or they just kind of handpicked this team. But the newly founded X-Men nerd in me found a little bit of, a little bit of problems with that. So... The I believe I can't remember if it was the director or the producer of this movie did not want it to be based on a comic book from what I was reading. And um, I guess he might have actually banned comic books from the set because he didn't want he wanted it to be its own thing and not have people like trying to bring a comic book character to life necessarily. Hmm. Um, and I, I read that Hugh Jackman would go sneak over into like Kevin Feige's trailer or something because Feige was attached to this too, and, and and read up on Wolverine's backstory to, like for character notes. Dude, that, what a weird concept. Yeah, I I don't like that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like that. I feel like I feel like one if you have something established, and I I there is an example I'll bring up. But if you have something established. To just not like pull from it is really dumb because your audience is going to be people who like that and want to be a part of that. Why would you? Why would you not try to feed off of that at least a little bit? You could definitely build your own story. Like I didn't hate that this wasn't a, a comic like like Bo did, but I think that you at least have to let the characters know who they're playing and why they're playing it. And the example I have is the Warcraft movie. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Uh, don't if you haven't. Um, but you know, Warcraft has been around since the you know '90s in computer game form, and they've been building it, building it. They made you know World of Warcraft, obviously one of the biggest games of all time, and they made this movie. And all the nerds, Warcraft nerds like myself, went out and watched it, and it had nothing to do. They made it like we here's a story, and they gave it to a director and said, make it without any kind of background, any knowing of how the characters have been developed in the games or anything. And it was terrible. Terrible, terrible. And then Avatar is another example. You know, that live-action Avatar? Awful. Why would you change the name of, of Aang? Why would you change this just to change it? You know, it's it's awful. The things like that are real bad. So I I, I disagree completely with, uh, with doing that. I think that it's needed to, when you have it established, to build off of it. Yeah, um... Bo's so upset about the fact that this has nothing to do with a comic book that he has just signed off of the podcast here altogether. Um, but originally, I guess this was going to be much closer to like the original X-Men or maybe the animated X-Men series with in terms of the characters included, because it does seem like just kind of a hodgepodge of characters thrown together, to Bo's point. Um, but... I think Jubilee was originally going to be in this. Um, I, I can't remember the other characters that I read about, but yeah, it's very different from what is in any of the comics, but I didn't really care whatsoever because we've established on this podcast. I am not an X-Men comic fan for the most part. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, in my, my non comic reading days, um, X-Men was not one of the ones that I was drawn to, which is, Weird, because I know a lot of people are. Um, you know, I've talked about my uncle's collection. He loves the X-Men. He loves Wolverine. So he has a lot of different different X-Men type things. But 
for me, X-Men wasn't one of those groups because I started with the MCU. So this group, this X-Men group, was the original group. So I would probably have an opposite effect of Bo, of like reading the comics and go, none of these are the actual X-Men, you know? So I, uh, I get, I get, I get, it, get the point of, of not, not liking it, but I don't know. Oh, I yeah. still, I'm still upset. I'm still fuming about the not using comics. That's, that's still fuming to me. Yeah, I, um, it is crazy. But to Bo's other point, these do kind of morph together in my mind, too, because I, I watched this movie fully expecting to see Ellie, oh, sorry, Elliot Page um, as, uh, what's her face? Um, Kitty Pride, and she is not in this movie. She Kitty Pride makes a very brief appearance played by another actress that I don't know the name of. Um, and then Bobby Drake, the Iceman, I thought had a much larger presence. And he was in like two scenes in this movie, just basically meets Rogue and then tells Rogue to leave. And that is all of, of Bobby Drake in this entire movie. Um, which we didn't really, we, we kind of got away from this with Blade, but should I, I give a quick like 20 to 30 second plot summary of this movie for people that are... Maybe, you know, they, they're they listening in and they've seen the X-Men, but maybe it's been 10 years since they watched it and they just tuned in to, to get a refresher on what happens. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the movie opens up with Magneto's backstory. We see 14-year-old Eric Lyncher in Nazi-occupied uh, Poland and, and he is part of a concentration camp and then his mutant powers manifest themselves as Magneto. Uh, flash forward to the present, we get the backstory of Rogue, who kisses her boyfriend and puts him into a coma, realizing she can't touch anyone, um, or she kind of sucks the life force out of them. Uh, Rogue goes on the run, meets Wolverine at a fighting bar in, in Canada. Um, those two partner up and eventually make their way to Professor Xavier's school for for extraordinary students, or I forget the name of the school, but it is basically a mutant school where Professor X is training all of these new mutant students and um, under the tutelage of, you know, Jean Grey, Cyclops, um, and Storm are the, are the kind of the main X-Men that we get in there. The group ultimately clash because Magneto begins trying to turn every single human into a mutant, which may ultimately kill them. Um, some questions on that that we'll get into. Uh, the, the groups clash at Ellis Island in New York, and uh, eventually our heroes prosper over the Magneto's Brotherhood of Mutants. Magneto gets arrested, put into an all-plastic uh, jail cell, and, and the movie ends with basically Professor Xavier visiting him in the cell and, and Wolverine going off to find out some secrets about his past. So, getting into the actual plot, you know. Thoughts, an, reactions? An excellent summary. No, I think that's it. And, and you know, I, I I kind of understand why it probably wouldn't make an exciting comic book. I'm going to be honest. There was not a whole... I mean, there was there was definitely some, some movie shebang, but there wasn't a whole lot of, like, you know, of comic book-esque story. So it definitely felt like a movie to watch. I think that, you know, it... it, it it was interesting in that that nature because it's different than a lot of other ones that are based off of comics. But it was, uh, yeah, it's it interesting. Interesting. Are you back with us, Mister Beauregard? Um, I am casually listening by on my phone, but based on how my phone has sounded on the podcast in the past, I remember months of torment of being made fun of for my internet connection. I'm going to try to say as little as possible. I do have a lot to say, though, so this might be better for the podcast. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the the plot, whether it was comic-related or not. I think the thing that bothered me the most going back and re-watching this was the pairing of characters and origin stories. Like, we read the original X-Men together. So we saw Iceman, Beast, Cyclops, and Angel those were the original four and then you get Jean Grey Marvel Girl coming in and then like what 10 15 years later 
Then you get the the team of Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Um, so it was a cool pairing. They definitely pick like the the best out of each team and kind of threw that together. But the timelines are all off, uh, which I guess is in classic X Men fashion. Uh, maybe that part is tried and true to the comics, where um, they can just kind of throw the timeline and going back to the past and the future all together, which they do in in future movies. So. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. And I never knew any of that as a kid watching this. I just knew that these were X-Men and I knew Wolverine and Cyclops was my favorite. So I knew all the people that were in this based off like the animated show, which was definitely like something that I loved growing up. The thing that was missing the most from this, from the hero side, uh, cause you do get a pretty good representation of the, the brotherhood of evil mutants. Um, you gotta have like either Nightcrawler or Beast in a movie. You gotta have one or the other. You gotta have somebody that's like blue, and that's Beast? just a requirement of an X Men team. Beast was originally going to be in the movie. I believe they got they cut that out due to I, I, it may have been budget concerns. That you know, getting a blue guy on screen is not cheap. Well, see, you- we saw how they did with trying to get a green guy on screen. Poor Toad's <laughs> skin was interesting to look at but uh i i really enjoyed what they did with that character and i could talk more about that toad was dope so speaking of how wait 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 wait. you said they struggled to get a blue that we had mystique that's true but did you see how much visual effects mystique took up in that entire movie every time she transformed that was like all of the visual effects. She transformed so many times. Oh, and I took a note of this mentally. You guys know that I don't write anything on paper. Talking about discrediting from comic backstories and stuff. Did you guys see the point where she just randomly turned into a Statue of Liberty? And oh, then yeah. they casually walked past her. I was like, since when can she turn into objects? Is it because the object was a person? I I think that you can make the argument that it was yeah the object was a person so that that was a stretch for me gray area the, the powers that were demonstrated that's the one scene that I went going going back to Toad real quick um I did not realize this until I looked at his Wikipedia page Toad whoa, 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 whoa. oh are you gonna I think it's fun? time for Brady's weekly fun fact Brady's weekly fun fact. Burr, 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 burr. There's actually there's a couple fun facts. So did you? Guys I think know? I know the same fun fact you guys were both to both say, and I just want to shout it <laughs> both of your days. Well, <laughs> hey, Joey, Joey, I, I think you started it, so you should go with this fun fact, and I'll I'll clean up. But I, I wanted to to switch into the segment. Uh, did you continue with your fun fact about Ray Park, who plays Toad? Yeah, Ray Park. Um, only one of the most badass characters in my you know our one of our collective favorite franchises uh star wars this is this is darth maul the Total. original the og the darth, OG maul. darth maul mm-hmm. not the voice but at least the uh the body which i didn't know there were multiple darth mauls in the star in the star wars series i didn't know that, that changed actors i mean it's pretty easy to do as long as you keep a face facial structure so did well, do we is- know if he played like when he got older, does he play the one in uh uh solo too? You know, is that just him older? He is uh yes. The, That's crazy. He is in solo, he's credited for that. Um again, not the voice. I think uh again, he's clearly because he I think he has like stunt double background, so obviously all the stuff that he was doing in X-Men was sweet as toad. We know what he can do is Darth Maul. He was also Snake Eyes in two of the G.I. Joe movies, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that franchise, but yet another super cool ninja dude. Not at all familiar with the G.I. Joe. You guys haven't seen the G.I. Joe movies? Can't say that I have. Trash. Not the movies. Your ability to not watch them is trash. You know what's not trash? The rest of my fun facts. Did you guys know, during the filming of x-men that i mean joey kind of alluded to this that they weren't allowed to read comics or or figure it out and hugh jackman a known method actor right so (laughs) he uh he found out that uh he was able that one day while filming he got into the shower and uh there was no warm water but he didn't want to wake his wife so he just 
took a cold shower and he said that feeling of of in that cold shower the grit the like you know getting through it the you know clenching your fists it he realized that that's what he wanted to feel make Wolverine the character. So every morning he would get up at 5 a.m. and go take an ice cold shower before filming. Fun fact. That's what Joey does before each podcast. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. That's why I'm always so angry. <laughs> Speaking of Bo's love for Cyclops that he, that he talked about, you know, at, at around the hour mark, there's a scene um, of a young boy who is a. Uh, looking at Cyclops, and Cyclops looks at him, and they both exchange a smile. Apparently, this was not a part of the filming. The boy was a big comic book fan, and when when Cyclops looked at him, he just naturally smiled, and the director loved it so much, he kept it in. So, fun fact. Everyone loves a good comic, good, good fun story. And um, that boy was, was Stan Lee. No, no. In fact, <laughs> fun fact, this was, I think, Stanley's first cameo appearance in a movie because he was. Both have the was, same aha moment that I had when when he first popped up. But when he was buying hot dogs on the beach, is, is that yeah, it made me the, question. I was like, oh crap, was he in Blade? And I completely missed it. But then, yeah, I, I figured this was probably the first one. He, another fun fact, he did film a scene for Blade. It did not make it into the movie. How do you cut out the man that made it? How do you cut that out? Well, is Stanley credited with anything to do with Blade? I don't think that he was he was writing. All right, but he created Marvel that created Blade, you know, whether he wrote it or not. But yeah, this is this was the first of many, many cameos, which was super. I watched um, over the over the no, was it over the weekend? No, it was during the week. We sat down and we watched. have, Have you guys ever seen any of the Teen Titans go? Like mm-hmm. I love that growing up. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I loved Teen Titans growing up too. Teen Titans Go is the new version, like for kids, and it's hilarious. And there's so much parody in it. Um, like the entire time they're fighting uh, Slade, Slade Wilson. Um, they keep calling him Deadpool, and they're like, "No, you're Deadpool." Like, because basically, like the two characters are exactly the same, for two different universes. Well, Stanley makes three cameos in that movie, and he's just like, "I don't care if it's DC." I just love cameos <laughs> and like he <laughs> shows up in the movie and it is hilarious. Um, I love yeah, that. Good old Stan. Dude, we do love a little bit of Stanley on here. Uh, final fun fact. Um, you know, at the same time, Sir Ian McKellen was offered two roles, one being Magneto. Do you know the other role, role that he was offered at the same time? Another role for this movie. Ooh. I do actually know this. He was offered another role for another movie at the exact same moment. Oh, it's got to be Lord of the Rings, right? It was. He was offered Gandalf and Magneto. He actually turned down Gandalf to uh, pursue Magneto and then loved Lord of the Rings and the concept so much that he reached out to the producer and asked if they could delay the filming so that he could play Gandalf and they accepted. So... X- X-Men was number one in his heart, but he wanted it. He begged for Gandalf. It's crazy. That is one of the most badass things ever. They they delayed the filming of The Lord of the Rings so that they could get Ian McKellen to act. Do you know what role, what other role Ian McKellen was offered and he turned down, by the way, around this time? No, what was it? It was, I think, a year later, uh, maybe. He was offered the role of Dumbledore. Oh, and he said, no, I can't be Gandalf and Dumbledore. <laughs> At least I, I was told this once. I, I could just be spewing nonsense that I've never verified is actually. I true, believe it. But... <laughs> you sound trustworthy. <laughs> I, I believe it. That was a uh, fun facts with Brady for the week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That was fun. I did. Looking forward to it next week. Those facts were fun. Fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. So what uh yeah what what scenes from this movie stuck out to you guys the most? Oh, I'm gonna have to double back on this. This is this is where I wish I would like at least write down a couple <laughs> of my favorites instead of just logging in the memory bank. I'm used to going fresh, and this is this is not fresh. We left this to sit for a week. Well, I will I will say not necessarily my favorite character from this. Spoiler alerts in case you guys want to pick this person. 
But one of my favorite scenes, and probably one of my favorite characters from the early X-Men in terms of thematic and every time they come on screen, um, definitely influenced my favorite scene. Um, my favorite scene is Storm absolutely electrocuting Toad. So, Ooh. my... F- Fun fact, do you know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> Same thing that happens to everybody that gets, anything that gets struck by lightning. Yep. <laughs> So I just really enjoyed, you know, I, maybe it's because we talked about how, you know, they, they don't have these big visual effects like on any character except Mystique and Storm. So every other character is pretty normal. I mean, even Cyclops, like you see the, the, the flash come out, but then it's so quickly away. Like there's not this drawn out like bad badassery, right? And, but Storm, like the, the white, that eyes turn white and she starts floating and you're like, uh-oh, something cool is about to happen. And lightning strikes the toad and the toad, you know, goes off everywhere and it's, it's good times. Good times. So that was my, my favorite scene, for sure. I do think the visual effects in this movie are very good for the timing of, like, year 2000. <laughs> this looks great. The Going back and watching the, the mystique changes every time she changes appearance, that kind of, like, flapping of her skin or whatever. That, yeah, that's but, pretty like, awesome. Scale-like, that's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and, I will say, yeah, power-wise, um, I feel like the favorite scenes are always going to be some display of powers because there wasn't just like, a, oh, that was a sweet monologue. The the one scene that I really liked um, was it, I, I I don't know um, but I I wasn't expecting it. This is the scene that probably caught me the most off guard. Was the one where uh, Logan just sitting there like he's laying in bed, having these nightmares, these flashbacks to the past, like seeing the Weapon H stuff like that. Um, and then Rogue comes in and he just freaking glances her through the chest. And I had I had no idea. I was I was like sitting there like talking to myself. I was like, I don't remember Rogue dying. Like what happens now? And then I thought about how she could come back. And then the the display of her powers every time that she touches Logan and seeing kind of like that ripple through his body uh, is both really well acted and really well like CGI. I I thought that was pretty dope. Um, but that was kind of like that first like hardcore bond between them, which was which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think. One of my favorite scenes is probably the dis- first kind of, well, not, I guess the first, but the main display of Logan's healing abilities when he, you know, the scene starts with him and Rogue in the car and they're <laughs> talking and you get the the foreshadowing line from Rogue saying you should put on your seatbelt uh, and then boom, Logan hits something, flies through the windshield uh, because he was not wearing his seatbelt. Um, Rogue, you know, looks up, thinks he's dead, and then suddenly he stands up, and you see his hugely like scarred face just start to heal itself magically. Um, and then, of course, you know, immediately followed by uh, the fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine. Um, Absolutely so- launched from that car, man. Oh yeah, I, I loved pretty much the way that almost every single person in this movie looked except for Sabretooth. He just looked like homeless and wispy compared to how like I would picture it. And he looks small and it obviously doesn't help that you've got Hugh Jackman playing a five foot Wolverine. Um, again, not going straight off the comics for this, but he just looks like he shouldn't have been as strong as he was in this movie. See, I really like the character of Sabretooth. It's one, one of my, one of my, you know, oh, Brady, Brady loves the villains. I, I, <laughs> I love Sabretooth. I love that, like, the, the concept behind it, behind him. So seeing him being brought to life, I thought was really cool. I get exactly what you're saying, though, that they should have gone a little bit over with the, you know, the, the tallness, the strength, the everything. But I, 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 would, I, will, I will debate and say that I, I liked Sabretooth as a character. I liked him. I think we've been spoiled from me. going, like, we know who plays Sabretooth in future movies. And I think yeah, this I is such say, a I'd better much, casting. I'd much rather see Lee Schreiber, for sure. Like, just fits that character so much better. Yes, Lee Schreiber. Shout out to... Uh... Cotton Weary, my Leif Schreiber, and my favorite horror movies of all time. 
Uh, well, we le- we loosely discussed favorite scenes. I think I feel like we just kind of all picked our turn and, and went there. Any other like like scenes worth mentioning before we hop into characters? Um, I do think it's pretty cool always to see how Cerebro works when you know Professor X puts on the helmet and is able to track down mutants, and he's like, you know, first this is ev- this is everyone, and then now let me turn it into just the mutants, and you get just like the the picture of the world with lights, like almost like you're watching like people turn on lights from space. Um, yeah, that's a scene that always sticks out with me when I'm watching these movies. But uh, one thing I found interesting was we got really only two origin stories of characters in this movie. It, and it was Magneto and Rogue. Like, we did not see the backstories or origins of any of these mutants other than those two. Well, you're probably not the only person to say that feedback, because I'm pretty sure the next X-Men movie that comes out is Wolverine Origins. And so they, they do double it back and, and give us some backstory there, because there's... Well, that's not true. That we saw some of Wolverine's in his flashback. And they do talk about it quite a bit. Um, as far as like how he got his powers, where that came from and everything. But yeah, they, they skip over quite a lot of other stuff. Like, But I mean, the rest are kind of boring. They just get their mutant powers and join the X-Men. But um, yeah, the, that Cerebro scene, though. I will say, countering how cool that looks when Professor X used it. There was a cringy acting scene when Jean Grey goes in to try to use that, where she just like limply falls to the ground and then Cyclops <laughs> runs in. Like those two suck. <laughs> They're so boring. Although I, I, one of my favorite lines in the entire movie is, um, I think Logan says to Cyclops, like, "How do I know it's you?" And Cyclops just looks at him and goes, "You're a dick." Yep. <laughs> He's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> That, that's pretty classic. Yeah, that Wolverine on Wolverine fight, I almost forgot about that. That was pretty cool, too. A lot of cool mm-hmm. fights in this. I think I think it was well-directed as far as the fights and stuff go. Yeah, I really Thank liked you. it. All right, so I think it's time for favorite characters. Who's going first with Ooh, this? Actually, one last, oh. one oh. last scene that I completely forgot about until right this very second. But we have to talk about it. Because it sticks out in my memory so often it haunts me senator kelly getting his mutant powers and when he puts his face on the bars of the jail cell and his face just starts to slide through that is one of the most disgusting scenes like i i don't know why it's just that visual of his face just starting to like turn into liquid and slide through those jail cell bars just it's so goopy I was yeah. more disgusted by his uh, when he fully transformed and became water, like he like yeah. flattened. I think that was the thing that got me. But you see, just like splash up on Storm's face, like oh, that's yeah. that some person. <laughs> but the but the question though, did he get mutant powers, or was that the lack of mutant powers? I, I did. Yeah, I, that was when I was briefly giving the plot summary earlier i mentioned we should talk about this and then we never did yeah this whole thing like what is magneto exactly trying to do like he's what... transforming the human race into a mutant kind um, right. however he, or yeah. is it is it like the hum like inhumans where like he's basically exposing them to this terrigen mist um and if they have a latent mutant gene they'll they'll turn into a mutant but if not are they dying like is this going to work i don't know so you're saying that's just activate all mutants and kill all humans that's kind of how i figured it would happen because yeah like senator kelly like wasn't a mutant so he couldn't handle it and he died i don't know i mean that's how i understood it to be was it's just the he he goes well time to see if you're you know you're as good as us here you go Good luck. I, I took it as he was like reconstructing DNA with the electromagnetic waves because afterwards Senator Kelly has this um rec- like this reawakening of accepting mutant kinds because he's seen it different and then he's in hiding and then he tells Storm like you don't have to fear me or you have one less person fearing you. Um um but also when Magneto walks off the platform he calls him brother several times implying that he's now joined the mutant race okay okay 
But another scene before we hop into characters now, too, because um, this one just came to mind as well. My favorite scene was kind of like the shocking stabbing of Wolverine um, to Rogue. Another scene that kind of took me by surprise um, was when Sabretooth just like grabs Magneto by the neck. Um, and they're like in that battle all in the street. I instantly was just like, what is happening? And then it goes and shows Professor X controlling him. And uh, Professor X is not known to do that. Um, he always tries to like n- not invade people's minds with control as much as possible. At least again in the comics. Um, but it was it was really well played out. Like it took me by surprise, and I thought it was pretty cool too. So, uh, Sabretooth not my favorite character, but it was definitely a cool cool use of him in that scene to like go against Magneto. So, um, that's all I have. <laughs> Brady, anything else scene wise you want to chat about? I guess no. we didn't do least favorite scene, but I guess we kind of did. Anything with a Cyclops, I really don't like that character in this movie. I'm going to say, any scene that showed the triangle of sexual tension between <laughs> Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, agree. The, uh, the, 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 the panicked, don't touch my girl, or what, what's the phrase where he says, like, if I had to say that, then she wouldn't be my girl? Oh, yeah. Um, it was, I don't again, know. cringe. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, and by the way, don't touch my girl. Or leave my girl alone. Or classic Slim Summers trying to protect Jean Grey, even though he will ultimately lose her. You, can't, you can't resist Wolverine. Which, again, I've never seen the, the appeal of Wolverine from, like, a sexual attraction kind of thing. Like, from a dude? I'm like, yo, that guy's cool. I like him. That's I'm because like, he's lady? a man, Bo. He is the epitome of a just grizzled, strong man. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cyclops played by... I, every time I see that guy, I just picture Teddy from Westworld. I don't know if you guys ever watched Westworld. I did. I yeah, Marston. Yeah, he did really well in Westworld, too. Mm-hmm. But all right, well, getting into characters, I suppose I I did just to make sure we do this properly. I, go, I went back in the notes to see what order we have gone in, and I do believe the order should be Brady, Bo, Joey, because I have not picked last, and Brady has not picked first. Then the time has come to break the Dylan streak. Because I, there is one character that I absolutely love, and I knew he would be gone if I didn't pick first. But I'm taking Wolverine as my favorite character, and ain't even close, so. I assumed that he would be first, but then I saw you, and then I realized you were picking first, and I was like, oh, Brady's going to take Magneto, and then both are going to take Wolverine. (laughs) Fun fact. Fun fact. Well, you already passed the fun fact section, but fun fact again. Um... Magneto, and I think I've shared this with you guys on comic book uh, runs, but Magneto is one of my favorite villains. Um, I really, really like Magneto. I will say his part in this movie was a little bit, you know, he just pops up, does something evil, and leaves. You know, he doesn't get to show his powers a whole lot. You know, he bends some metal and traps people, but like, it wasn't not the best showing for Magneto, but I do love a Magneto just like I love a Doctor Doom. So I, I'm a big, big fan. Um, but in this movie, in this movie as a whole, there's just no getting over Wolverine, the backstory. Another fun fact is we'll get to this later when we watch it, probably at the end of 2024. But um, Logan is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. All-time favorite movies of all time. Um, it's a Brady, Brady fun fact. One of the first movies that I cried in at the movie theater. Actually, one of two, I think, that I cried in at the movie theater. So did you get some onion popcorn or something? What? <laughs> I mean, Logan was dope. I don't remember shedding tears. Can I ask a question? Is the other movie that you've cried in at the movie theater, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one? It's possible. Because <laughs> at the end of that movie, when Dobby dies, oh man, that, cause that is one of two times I have cried in a movie theater. <laughs> it is Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, and then Toy Story three, when they're going <laughs> into the furnace. <laughs> No, well, I will. I will say Logan. Um, Logan being a story about you know him not wanting to be a father, but coming around to it and saving his daughter, and 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 really showing up as a this guy who probably shouldn't be a father, but was you know 
It happened right around a time in my life that probably shouldn't have gone to the movie theater and saw that, and uh, it definitely hit. And it became a very special part of my movie-watching love. And uh, so Wolverine, while I don't necessarily like the X-Men comics, has a special place in my heart with Logan and and that type of it. So seeing, you know, you get to see the, you know, the the caring Wolverine with Rogue throughout this whole thing. So it's definitely like a one-to-one kind of correlation for me. So big Wolverine fan now. It'll be crazy to see that uh, this is a huge rumor. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. Um, maybe it hasn't been confirmed. I'm not sure. But uh, Daphne? I can't remember how to... Keen? Whatever. Whoever plays X-23 in, in Logan is returning in Deadpool 3 as X-23. Ooh. And she's, like, so much older now. And it's crazy to see how long ago that movie was because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But it really, really was. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been a decade. Nuts. Nuts. All right. Well, Logan, Wolverine, excellent, excellent character choice. Could make the argument he is the main character in this movie. (laughs) They should make a movie just about him shortly after this. Which comes to you, Bo. You've got Um, the rest of the uh, the rest of the cast here to choose from. That's fair. Um, I. I, uh, I'm going to pick somebody who's definitely not going to have a solo film. I'm going with Toad. Every single scene that this guy was in was hilarious. Like, he barely had to say anything. It made me laugh. Pretty much the only person who made me laugh (laughs) in in that entire movie. And his action scenes were absolutely dope. Because Toad has just a hilarious power. Um, but the acrobatics are so sick. And I think part of me liked Toad so much because I had so little Nightcrawler. And it was basically kind of making making up for that in a green version as opposed to a blue. Um, but dude, I, I loved him. And again, I really liked the selection of characters they made for this uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It was missing some juggernaut, I will say that. Um, but the people that they did select was pretty awesome and, and tried and true. But yeah, I mean, he's just like, he went up against the best of the best and still just kind of, like, I did not expect him to use the tongue in, in some of the ways that he did, and it was dope. So he was both hardcore, cool, and hilarious. What else could you want out of a out of a favorite character in a movie? Like, And then seeing who played him and what else he did kind of made me have even more of an appreciation for that dude as an actor. So, um, yeah, easy choice for me. You guys did not make this an easy choice for me. I was hoping you would eliminate one or two of the three characters that I was going back and forth between, and you did not. So (laughs) I figured Wolverine was off the board, so I didn't even think about taking him. Um, I am currently wavering back and forth between Storm and Rogue as my favorite characters, because I think... You know, I, I said you could make the argument Wolverine's the main character. I think Rogue is the main character of this movie. We see her backstory. She turns out to be the mutant that Magneto was, you know, looking for and trying to kidnap all along. Um, you know, we think it's Wolverine that he's going after, but it turns out to be Rogue. He needs her to power this machine. Um, she ultimately is the one he uses to try to power this machine towards the end. I, I but I think I, I got to go with Storm. Storm is my favorite character of this movie just because I think she delivers some of the most powerful lines in the movie. She, We see her teaching um, to the kids at the school. Um, she seems to be a great teacher. We see her talking to Senator Kelly, you know, having that heart-to-heart before he dies and turns or Maybe maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's just goo somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Halle Berry's story. Plus, it's Halle Berry, you know. Good choice, good choice, good choice. And now the dreaded time. Rogue. Well, let me. Let me I would say Rogue yeah. is as much of the the main character in this movie as like Doctor Karen was in Blade. She was a she was a she was a badass supporting damsel. <laughs> yeah, and I would say I, with Rogue, like there's definitely some some cool scenes. Obviously, the backstory of how she got the white the white hair and everything as a part of a part of this. But like, she's also kind of 
dumb. I'm gonna be just to just to put it put it lightly. Like there's there's times where she's like, you know, she does something. She did something like mad bad, and then obviously the guy she has a crush on comes and says, "You need to leave right now." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And then she leaves. It's like you're gonna go go talk to anybody. You're gonna talk to Wolverine. It's just like there's just some parts where it's just like she ain't the brightest. Yeah. Brady has Brady has like bad feelings every time, either in comics or movie. We see the classic teenage girl run away from her problems. I forget which series we were reading when it was uh, was it Rachel Summers or Hope it, Summers that did the exact same. It was thing. Hope Summers, yeah. <laughs> it's just like in, in Avengers versus X Men. I don't get it. Just just do your thing. Just do your thing. Yeah, but, it it did take shockingly little convincing by our boy Bobby Drake in his 10 seconds on screen in this movie to get her to leave. Uh, technically Mystique. Okay. That was, you know, true, Bobby true, Drake, okay. But... Sorry. Damn. Sean, our boy, Sean Ashmore. <laughs> I hate the implied relationship between rogue and Iceman too, because rogue should always have gambit. Like that's just that's just the thing. That's her counterpart. That's what we know and love. And we never see a live action gambit. Oh, ever. One day. One day. One day. One day. One day. Another rumored casting for Deadpool, Deadpool 3. 3. I was gonna say Deadpool 3. I'm sure he'll be there. Gosh, you know I who? Wait. I don't wanna know who. I there there was a can't well, I'll give you this. Just because this is what Deadpool's going is they're reaching out and grabbing everything. Um there was a standalone gambit movie that was supposed to come out. By now, they got completely cut and canceled during COVID. And it was Gambit the movie starring Channing Tatum. Hmm. He's a little... Hmm. I don't yeah. know if I want that. Wasn't the greatest hmm. casting, in my opinion. But uh, everybody's hmm. looking for it. Very, very cool movie. But yeah, that's not Gambit. However, yeah. it might be if Deadpool brings it to life, which Deadpool <laughs> tends to do. I feel like Gambit in the in the comics and the Gambit that I know, the cooler Gambit is always this sly, like thin, like card throwing, like weasel type character. Kind of weasley, yeah. Why why would you put this with the buff macho guy that strips in some of his movies? You know, come on. Well, to be fair, he's he's slimmed down for a lot of roles too. He he is an actor. Um, but yeah, not my not my first choice, but. I do think with that that we just heard in our ears that it's time for us to fight and go at each other's throats and what? find out. Yeah, that's the sound to do that. Yeah, and find out where this lies on the list of movies. Also, Joey, uh, you might need to not stream video and then turn your stream off and on again because sometimes it it eats up stuff to do both. I think we lost Joey because of. <laughs> Was is it because you're throwing these these random plans out at us? I wasn't prepared for this. You should be prepared for this. Wait, am I prepared for this? You should be. Did we talk we, about? This? We did. You're the one who has suggested, Bo, that we go at each other's throats instead of doing this mathematically. Oh, you're pulling up the list. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I still the stream has nothing on it yet. Yeah, Joey. Joey killed his. Uh, his computer and he might need to leave and come back and then just do the uh the stream of the list that's fair i mean to yeah. be fair I'm, I'm giving him i'm giving him it uh troubleshooting oh this was complete here him so. we only have a list of three okay can you guys hear me i can yeah. all right um just can't share my screen and also be recording at the same time this is not good um, I need to build my PC, but anyways, uh, now doesn't seem like the time to build a PC. <laughs> Any time is a time to build a PC. True, um, it is literally adult Legos. I heard Brady saying as I faded from the interwebs that we were about to get ready to fight. But before we do that, Brady, I must ask you, what would you rate this movie out of 10? So the X-Men movie, um, I did like it. Like I said, it has tones and parallels of one of my favorite movies of all time, Logan. So I'm not going to go low. Um, I'm going to give it a... 
I, I'd love to see what I rated it. Uh, what I rated Blade. Can you can you do you have that in front of you? I do. I'm gonna compare it. You gave Blade a seven point five. So then I will give X Men. Well, give some wiggle room. A seven point eight. Okay. I think it's good. I think there. I think there was some definite some uh some wiggle wiggle room to that that could have that could have gone better. We talked about the the visual effects and you know the cutting out of characters and the 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 weird scenes. So definitely some wiggle room up. But I do think it was a solid movie. Actually, bump it, bump it to an a flat eight, flat eight. Sorry, those points you matter to me. All right, eight out of ten. Bo, uh, can I get an equal reminder? I'm pretty sure I gave Blade seven. You gave Blade a seven point zero. Yeah, I might stray away from the decimals this season. It's a little too, a little too numbery for me. Um, as far as X Men goes, I wish Brady would have stayed with a seven point five because I had eight in my head as well too. And now I feel like a follower and a copier, and it was my original idea. Um, Brady is just you can come copy. Uh, it's fine. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have been copying if you could just stick to a decision. But I, I like eight. This was solid. This was a good movie. Um, I love. I typically love the the first movie in a in a series of movies, um, because I, I just like a good origin story. Um, as far as like that with the character is just in in what we got, and um, I mean thinking that this was like the first portrayal of the X Men, like going back in time and and just being in this spot. Like obviously, there's a ton to follow from this, but that's for a good reason because this so well received by the public um and there's a lot to build off of as well too so um yeah definitely an eight this was solid all right all right two eights i also am probably gonna shy away from give it an eight give point, it an eight. like decimals um for the it's most so part. confusing i'll do i'll do a point five here and there but i, I think i'm gonna keep it to you know even number rounded numbers and point fives um, that being said, can't at all disagree. I'm going to give this a solid eight. <laughs> to eight all around, rings. this gets an eight from the Comics Over Coffee podcast. Which isn't a low rating. That's a, you know, an eight on, you know, IMDb or on, you know, the, the tomato Ron's site. Tomato? I'm watching That's that movie. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm watching it. Yeah. And now it is time for us to fight. Or maybe we're not going to fight. Uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to fight. I don't think we're going to fight. Go ahead and just throw out there. Uh, I nominate this to be the number one movie over over Blade and Howard the Duck. I would second that nomination. Um, I'm not going to third that nomination, but I will agree with it slightly. Just to fight. So uh, I'm not going to oh. fight you guys to put it to not put it. You know, boring. <laughs> I expected more from you, Brady. So what is our top? Maybe maybe we do this because as we get more movies, we obviously can't go down the entire list. But maybe we give the listeners what are our top five movies, even though we don't have five yet, uh, right are now. We do that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why not give them the, the the running list of the best Marvel movies? Yes. I'm not prepared to provide a top five list of all Marvel movies right now. Give me a year, and then I'll get back well, to you. That's what I'm, well, we're that's doing what I'm top five of the ones we watch, so it is exactly. a top three at the moment. So as a quick reminder, we will be deciding collectively as a group the definitive rankings of these movies. Um, it's going to cause some arguments at some point. Hasn't yet, but we'll not, not today. <laughs> So we have watched three movies. The number one movie is 2000's X-Men. The number two movie is Blade. And the current number three movie winning the bronze medal, Howard the Duck. Howard! Howard the Duck. I cannot wait to get Howard out of the top five. You mean in two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Well, technically two weeks, it'll still be number five. 
That's fair. <laughs> yeah, three weeks <laughs> from now. Weeks. We we need Howard to drop off. Well, that's when we got some good movies. I don't know because I've never personally seen Blade Two, so I can't Fact. tell you if that's gonna wind up <laughs> beating Howard the Duck. I think I've seen Blade and like walked in the room like as Blade Three is playing on and off. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I've seen Blade Two either. Which I, speaking uh, of that is our next movie, by the way. Blade Two. That is. So uh I think this is a good time to send everybody on their way. Go watch Blade Two so that I don't get yelled at for telling you to pause and watch it next podcast. Go watch Blade you're Two. Gonna, you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Swing on back in here and let's uh let's have another movie matching marathon next week. It, until then, gentlemen, any parting words? I think you said them. Oh well, I guess then uh, if that's uh, see ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. Um, what were we talking about?